0: yo welcome to another episode of another motherfucking podcast i am your host saved by paris and for this episode i gave my co-host and the pod team the day off however you already know i didn't come alone so without further ado please welcome the host of the discovery cafe the homie chris say what's up to the people and let them know where they can find you on social media what's up everybody man what's
1: up it's Chris, as, you know, Saved by Paris has stated, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Discovery Cafe or on YouTube, also at the Discovery Cafe, where we do latest hip-hop news, reviews, interviews, anything, everything has to do with hip-hop,
0: you'll find it on the Discovery Cafe. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Definitely go check out the Discovery Cafe over on YouTube. I will, of course, put the link in the YouTube version of the episode. And Chris, how would you rate your knowledge of hip hop on a scale of one through ten? I'm a hip hop connoisseur.
1: So I'm going to go ahead and give myself a good little 10.5. OK, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and break the bar and put myself at 10.5.
0: As you should. Never box yourself in. Always outside the box. So, uh, knowing that Chris was knowledgeable in all things hip-hop, I, of course, had to bring him in to get his take on today's topic. And the topic for today is as follows. What are the top five songs that defines hip-hop? Songs that you would play for a non-hip-hop fan to maybe reel them in and make them a fan of the genre. So, this is how it's going to start out. Me and Chris, we did our research. We're each going to start at number five, taking turns back and forth, eventually working our ways down to number one. We're also going to uh, discuss our reasoning for each song. So remember, art is subjective, and these are, of course, our opinions. Now, without further ado, the honor's all yours, Chris. All right. So
1: you're going to go ahead. You know, I got my five. I got my little five list. Uh, I'm going to start with something a little bit more slight, you know. Um, so with my number five, I have uh, No More Parties in L.A. by Mr. Kendrick Lamar. Okay, Mr. Kendrick. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not Kendrick. Um, Kanye, sorry.
0: Kanye, Kanye. My Kanye, Kanye
1: West. Yeah, but... It, yeah, it's actually featuring Kendrick. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. But
0: yeah, it's like a uh, uh,
1: the reason why I really kind of picked this.
0: Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's like a um, was like a six seven minute song. I'm pretty sure half of it's Kendrick, half of it's Kanye, something like that. Yep, it's yeah, it's about like
1: uh, exactly. It's I think it's like a it's like a runtime of like six minutes, and it's just literally Kendrick and Kanye just going just. The yeah. bonkers, basically. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I kind of picked this uh, album or this song was because um, kind of going back to what you're saying is, you know, if I had to reel in someone that's not really a hip-hop fan, the reason why I picked this is because, you know, it was like, first of all, crazy fun to listen to. I'm pretty sure it was crazy fun to make, you know, with those two goats in the hip-hop community. Um, but it just really showed their lyrical sense. It showed just their relatable sense. It didn't really have like a direction towards the song. It was just them just being fun. You know, it was just them just being lyrical, uh being relatable. And it, it was just, it was just it was just dope. A lot of random thoughts in it, you know, about chicks, about family, about money, about the beach. It was just a whole lot of a uh, thing that we do on a regular day basis and just mixing it all together, putting a lyrical Kanye Pablo twist to it. So, you know, if I did have to introduce something, it would be that song
0: first off the bat. Hey, man, solid pick. You cannot go wrong with Kanye West or Kendrick, let alone both in the same song. So uh, that's that's a solid pick. Um I went with a controversial pick for uh, myself <laughs> and um that being Look at Me by XXXTentacion. Okay. And um controversial pick, but we can't dismiss okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we can't dismiss dismiss X's impact on hip hop. You know, numbers do not lie and the facts are XXX is among the top 20 of all-time best-selling artists. And he was just ranked number sixty-two mm-hmm. on uh, Billboard's Top Artists of the Twenty-Tens. So, when it when it comes to SoundCloud rap, it's a big subgenre of hip hop now of today's genre. So I can't think of a bigger SoundCloud song than uh, "Look at Me" by X. Um, you either loved it or you hated it. Um, the way he blended genres and distorted them, it was a nice, you know, a whole new wave. And you simply cannot have. X without Look At Me, you can't have SoundCloud rap without Look At Me. Do I think it's his greatest song? Absolutely not. But the beat is so crazy, so ill. The appeal is raw, abrasive, and rebellious that I think it defines hip-hop so well. And similar to um, your pick with Kanye West and Kendrick, it's just a fun song. It's not lyrical, but it's 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 just fun, crazy energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's crazy because um, when... XX first kind of came out on the scene. You know, I wasn't really the biggest fan of him. Um, But, like, a lot of people look at me was like, the first song that really brought people into him. And, like, when I heard that, I was like, you know, this is really, this is outside of what I usually listen to. You know what I mean? Um, This is, like, really loud and rock kind of feel to it. But it was dope. I I, I fucked with it. I I fucked with that choice.
0: I, I Yeah, same, that same, same boat, man. When when X first came out, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, it it wasn't until his album, uh, Seventeen came out, and he actually got co-signed by Kendrick. Kendrick tweeted out, "Like, go check this out," and that's when I really gave the kid a chance. So, can't judge a book by its cover, man. Can't judge yeah. it.
1: Can't judge it, man. Yeah, X is definitely a legend, especially within like this new uh generational genre, you know. Just a twist of how hip hop has changed. You know, XX is definitely a pioneer within the shift of hip hop from what we usually know it from to what hip hop is now. So I gotta, I, just... I gotta, I gotta get Ms. Roses.
0: Well, shit. Up next gotta is number four. Um, do you wanna go, do you wanna take this one or do you want me to go next? Honest, all yours, bro. Hey, all right. This one, um... This one's a good song. Uh, I had to go with, for number four, Many Men by 50 Cent. Uh, When I think of albums that stand the test of time, bro, 50 Cent's get rich or die trying, man. And Many Men is one of the many great songs on this album. This is a song that speaks to so many guys caught up in the street game. And when I think of hip hop, I think of street life. I think of drugs. I think of death. And I think of it as an outlet for guys trying to leave the street game, but can't because they have to feed their families. So Many Men is just one of the tales of street life. It's real. 50 Cent really got shot nine times. He really could have, should have died maybe. Um, Just a great song. One of the quotable lyrics goes as follows. I ain't going to spell it out for you all the time. Are you illiterate? You can't read between the lines. In the Bible, it says what goes around comes around. Homo shot me three weeks later. He got shot down. Now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason because he got hit like I got hit, but he ain't breathing. Shit crazy, bro. Crazy. Okay, hold up, hold up, man. (laughs) Come on, man. You can't be, man. Can't
1: be putting that. You can't be putting
0: that in there like that, bro. Man, for those living in street life, this song is so biblical to them. It resonates with them so much from betrayal that led to a near death experience. (laughs) And there's a reason this song has been sampled so much recently, from Pot Smoke to Twenty One Savage. It's hypnotic melody on a piano-like beat mixed with the tale of just real street shit. I think it defines hip hop and the environment that so many hip hop artists find themselves in.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's crazy because um I'm really not the biggest um 50 cent fan, but it's not because I don't really like his music. Is that usually like when an artist kind of um made music a little bit more past the generation, you don't really give it too much thought, too much kind of uh, right. mindset, but I actually got I actually got into Fifty Cent from the show Power. I don't know if you watched that show or not. Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched it, like but the, I know like, he's a,
0: a huge figure in the show.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, listening to that, like just seeing his artistic standpoint in a show, kind of really was like, okay, this 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 show go hard. Okay, this show go hard. <laughs> Um, so I was like, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and switch my perspective from this artistic standpoint to where he artistically came from. And you know, that's true. Like, many men is like a classic. Like, that's gonna go down as like classic. And I'm pretty sure Fifty Cent's gonna go down as like, um, uh, I don't know what what's the, what is it called when an artist kind of has this long run and they get into like a hall of fame or something like that. Well, what's that called? You know,
0: man, I I'd be lying if I said I knew. I, <laughs> I don't know either,
1: but either way it goes, pretty soon is going to be put down as a classic. And that that's true. Uh, a lot, a lot of times, you know, hip hop is kind of, you know, brought to you by streets and gangsta and,
0: Fifty cents to face of it, you know it really shows Absolutely. people. and you, you know, know I'm and I'm a different personally, perspective. Personally, I'm not the biggest Fifty fan, but man, like growing up in that in that era, briefly where he had the album, he had the video game, and you know, knowing he got shot nine times, it was just like so easy to get invested into it. Video
1: game?
0: What video? What, what video yeah, bro. About? He he had a he had a. It was on the PS2. I'm pretty sure it was called Bulletproof. He, it, it, Fifty was in it. Dr. Wow. Dre, Eminem. It was it was a yeah. It was a crazy time, bro. What? You
1: know, I haven't had a. I mean, the first game since I had was PS3. So I mean, yeah, uh,
0: that's that's, that's way past me. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It was a great game, bro. Yeah, I think he had a movie too. He had a, the movie, the game, and the album. Oh, so Fifty been doing it. He's been yeah, doing it. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, no wonder why he's so rich. No wonder why, man. I, I thought I thought it was the and water. I thought it was that. It's more than that. He got the game, the movies, all that. <laughs> man. But uh, I'm going to say my fourth. Um, this is actually going to be switching up the uh, the script just a little bit. You know, this is uh, the opposite of 50. This is um, I have. Um, Good News by Mac Miller. Whoa. Okay. Yes. I'm a huge Mac fan. So, tell you, man, Mac is on my list, I'm I'm really choosing artists, except for one. One of those is kind of like an older uh, artist, but I'm really choosing artists that, you know, I fell in love with, that I really, really uh, resonate with, and, you know, Good News by Mac Miller was like one of my favorite, favorite songs by him. You know, R.I.P Malcolm, first of all. Um, And the reason why I kind of chose this was because I feel like Mac Miller really shifted the tide of hip hop. You know, he really had a melodic flow to hip hop. It was like super jazzy. He slowed down, he slowed down his tempo. Um, He slowed down his voice to like really amplify his messages. And I feel like he really just took the dynamic of hip hop, what is usually about like women and, and money and drugs, but he switched it into more of a awareness kind of thing. You know, he talks more about heartbreak, about drug addiction, about, you know, the pride of money. You know, he just kind of just shows a little bit more of awareness uh, compared to a lot of other artists. And I feel like he's, I feel like he's a pioneer Within you know this day and time, still even after his pa- passing, only because you know just the just the big shift that he did in hip hop. You know, it was just it, it was it was great. It was it was amazing. It's just so good, so good.
0: Man, I'm yeah, bro. I agree. I'm a huge Mac fan, and you know what's crazy is you don't get a lot of white rappers that are universally loved. You know, for obvious reasons. But like everybody loved Mac, bro. He was just that dude.
1: Mac was, he, I actually, also, I didn't really get into Mac until um Divine Feminine. That's when I really kind of pushed myself into Mac. And then when he released Swimmings, that, I mean, when he released Swimmings, I was just like, yes, this dude is, this dude's it. And yeah. then he passed, and then he had, you know, the album Circles, which was also like, the best the best send
0: off absolutely ever, you know it, normally when an artist passes a, away sorry. at you know whatever album comes out after they pass it's, it's it's you know you might like it but it's not like i don't know like with circles it was just it was finished you know he did it and you know it was just a perfect send off like you said for him um i've been listening to max since i want to say macadelic so a long time and um just witnessing his growth bro going from like the frat rap the cheesy raps to like some like crazy shit some experimental shit and then just keep on growing and growing his his content his subject matter it all just growth bro and and obviously it was sad what happened to him but he will of course go down as a legend in the game
1: a legend man you know and
0: I don't know if you've seen
1: it, but there's a kind of a video on YouTube about a dissecting of the album circles. Um, If you haven't looked at it, definitely. Have you looked at it? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's just so, you know, um, maybe that's what he was trying to do. Who knows? You know, we don't know because, you know, he is unfortunately passed, but just kind of hearing that kind of uh, diopsis of the album Circle is just so mind-blowing that, you know, and it's crazy because I feel like that's exactly what it was. Like, yeah, he, I feel feel like he knew later down the road that his drug addiction was going to, you know, come, you know, to his demise sooner than later. And I feel like that's the reason why he had uh, made Circle so quickly after he made Swimming's, I don't know. It was just it was some
0: it was just some spiritual stuff going on over yeah. there. Oh yeah, he knew <laughs> he knew he rapped about it a lot, man. And you know, words are powerful. You speak it into existence, and you know, so but yeah. You speak dude, it into he, existence. <laughs> dope artist, man. I yeah. saw solid list so far. I, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah,
1: man. Mac Miller, he's definitely gonna go down as one of my best artists of my generation, but um I guess I'll take the next one since you had the first pick of number three. Um, so the reason why I chose this one was because um I feel like there's a lot of subgenres in hip hop. You know, there's more of a conscious rap, there's more of a gangster rap. Um, there's more of an indie, you know, um, this this is a lot of kind of different kind of art. Um, within the you know hip hop game. And even though this is actually super new, like fairly, fairly new, I feel like this is gonna go down as like one of the best songs. And that is uh, My Life by J. Cole off of this, the off season. And the reason why I really chose that was because it really brought together three artists from three different areas of life, areas of music. Like J. Cole is more of a conscious, lyrical artist. Twenty One Savage came from more of a dark trenches gangster rap, and then Morey—he's an upcoming artist. So it's like so you know fascinating and astonishing to see Jay Cole work with so many different people at one time, but still produce a song that's just so unbelievably good. You know, it's just—and I feel like if I was to um, give this song to someone that doesn't listen to hip-hop you know they would look at that and be like okay like wow like i didn't know jay cole would feature with 21 savage and that would kind of switch your perspective and like okay like like okay hip-hop is more than what i thought i thought hood hood people you know stay in their lane and conscious people stay in their lane you know but coming together i don't you know i I just feel like that was like one of those songs just like yeah it's free game it's free game
0: man uh can we talk about how great of a team that 21 savage and j cole make bro like (laughs) it's crazy
1: man that is like i'm trying to think of a duo that can be comparable to j cole and 21 savage like who, who, who would you think who would you think of like that's comparable to them
0: Man, I don't know because when I think of duos, they're usually similar. I mean, you got like Playboy Cardi and Uzi, they're similar. You got X and Ski, yeah. they were similar. I don't really, I can't really name two guys who are the complete opposite, but just merge. So maybe, maybe Outcast. I don't, I don't know, bro.
1: I was just gonna say that
0: I was literally just been a big boy and
1: uh, Andre, uh, Andre 3000. I was because Andre's like, what? He's like more of an indie kind of, you know, artist and big boy, but he's. Like he's like he packs a punch, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yo, that's
0: dope. That's dope. Yeah, they they are amazing. Both of them and, are just like amazing. And what's crazy, bro? Like when 21 first came out, I was like, this guy not gonna last, bro. He not gonna last. Like <laughs> I watched that XXL freestyle. I was like, man, this, this I wasn't a fan, bro. I ain't gonna lie, but <laughs> I don't know. I guess 2018 he came out. No, he came out with uh I can't remember. It was one of his albums. I think it was his debut album, and I, I had to give the kid his roses because he was talking about some real shit. He he, yes, he's a trap artist. He you know raps about the hood and all that stuff, but he has his gems, his hidden gems, where he's talking about like Black Lives and and police brutality and stuff like that, like real shit. And um, I wouldn't sleep on Twenty One if if you haven't checked them out. You know, of course, J Cole. We all know how uh, great J Cole is. Of course.
1: Of course.
0: So my number three, I went with a newer artist, um, and and unfortunately another past artist. We uh, we have X. We had Mac. Number three, I went with "Lucid Dreams" by Juice World. And similar to X, Juice World was here for a short amount of time, but had a huge impact on the game. Even though he came on the tail end of SoundCloud era, I like to think that Juice World was being the most successful artist coming out of the SoundCloud era. And in fact, I always said if given enough time, he would have been bigger than Drake. Um, hot take, hot take. But that's a bold statement. <laughs> that's bold. And and you know what's crazy? I said the same thing about Chance the Rapper when he came out in uh, twenty fourteen, and unfortunately, he let me down. But I really thought Juice was going to be the the next biggest artist. <laughs> What what was that? Was that was that album called My Big Day or something like that? That was trash, bro. No, I'm talking. Let's see. He came out with Acid Rappers when I thought, um, yeah, that's when I thought Chance. I was like, yeah, this dude, given enough time, would be. But I don't know what happened with Chance, man. He just his music not good, bro. It's just not good. He got married. (laughs) Fair, fair, but you know, with juice, he got married. Yeah. With Juice, there's no other song that defines melodic or emo rap as well as Lucid Dreams does. And like you were saying, hip hop has so many subgenres, and emo rap is the biggest subgenre as of late. You know, we always see a shift, and right now it's the sad boy rap, the emo rap. And in a couple years is going to shift to something else. But Lucid Dreams, like I said, is top twenty most streamed songs on Spotify. He was able to blend the tropes of rap and rock so well. And with lines like, you left me falling and landing inside my grave. I know you won't. dang, hold up. I know that you want me dead. I take prescriptions to make me feel A-okay. Or you were made out of plastic fake. I was tangled up in your drastic waste. Who knew Evil Girls had the prettiest face? You can just feel the anguish, the heartbreak that Juice felt, something that so many of us can relate to. And I think the saddest part about this song is that it was Juice's biggest song, and only 85% of the revenue goes 85% of the re- revenue goes to Sting. He only gets 15%. But like Juice said, Damn. the song the song impacted so many people in a good way. It saved lives. And um also another sad thing, like in a sad twisted fate, the song was used for a TikTok challenge where people mimic Caesars. And as we know, Juice Roll died of a Caesar. So like I said, Damn. there is no song that defines sad emo rap as perfectly as Lucid Dreams did. Damn. You know,
1: um again <laughs> I don't think I'm like biased um of like the emo rap or anything like that. Um I'm just I'm more accustomed to more of uh, conscious rap. That's kind of like yeah. my alley. Substance. That's my alley. Substance. But as exactly, exactly. Um but you know, juice world, he was like crazy lyrical. Like he was like his freestyle that he done. Just, I mean, just off the dome, just as quick as he. did. like a lot of people that even I look look up to aren't as quick as what Juice World, you know, was. Yeah. Like, he he
0: was crazy lyrical, crazy lyrical. I gotta and give him that. One. When you think of one of the greatest freestylers of our time, I think of Little Wayne. But you know, when Little Wayne freestyles, he punches in, he stops, punches in, stop, punches in. Juice World was just going, go for an hour straight without stopping
1: off the dome just and um what was it how long was it was it like 30 minutes or something like it was a it was a video where he was like freestyling like just nonstop like i think it was, was an, an hour bro minutes?
0: i think it was an hour damn it was uh he was he doing was. an interview
1: yep yep it's crazy yeah but you know to uh skip back a little bit more uh, about what you said about how um the shift has changed like within hip hop you know how like, like you know every decade or so you know yeah. a new kind of genre either gets popularized or formed within hip-hop yeah. um kind of as a standpoint like do you feel like ne- the next kind of thing that gets popularized with hip-hop do you think it's gonna be lyrical hip-hop because of like people like um Matt Comey, benny the butcher free gibbs like you know those people are really like coming on the scene and a lot of yeah. them are like just straight lyrical kind of artists like
0: I was you know, listening to some to
1: music today.
0: Oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, um, in hip hop, it seems to always be the parallels of whatever is popping and then the conscious rap, like it never mm. went away. It was always there. But um, every so often, I feel like everything just goes in a cycle. So what the 90s, the golden era of hip hop was like very lyrical. And then we went through the, mm-hmm. um, the, the street, the gangster rap. And then we went through the the mumble rap and the melodic rap, it's just going to, I feel like it's just going to keep an endless cycle. Yeah, I, I believe that too. You know, it, it all goes back to you know,
1: um history repeats itself, you know, so I feel like, you know, sooner down a road that lyrical and concert rap is going to be more popularized, then it's going to go back to either a more emo or is it going to go from something else, like more of a pop right. flow, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. And you know a I lot of, lot of know, the uh, and I agree. Go ahead. I was gonna say,
0: uh, and um, dang, I forgot what I was gonna say to be honest. My bad, my <laughs> bad, my fault. I was gonna say now a go lot ahead. of the, the a lot of the lyrical rappers, um, separated from the just con- straight conscious rappers. A lot of the lyrical rappers now they like they blend their lyricism so well with like their personality. And when I say that, I'm talking about like you know guys like JID. Uh, Ski Master, Sump God um, Guys like that Denzel Curry, like where they're lyrical As fuck, but you know They got their own sound as well Their own personality, not that You know, you can't have that as a conscious rapper But you, you know where I'm going with that
1: yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. The Denzel, first of all, the Denzel Denzel Curry is hella slept on. Let's just kind of leave that Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just leave that right there.
0: <laughs> Florida, bro. Florida just producing all these, these great rappers, man. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Well shit. On the number two, if uh, we don't have anything else to say about number three. Um, nope, number two. Cool, cool. So number two, I went with You know, I had to take it back. You can't have a a top five list without this guy. So I went with Dear Mama by Tupac. And like I said, when I made this list, I knew I had to have Tupac in it. Arguably one of hip hop's greatest artists of all time. And that's a hill I'm willing to die on, of course. Um, And Mm. there were so many, there were so many Pac songs that told the story of street life. So many pop songs that captured the essence of young black males. So many Pac songs that were empowering of people of color and of women. But listen, man, we all love our mom. And yes, Tupac rapped about death. He rapped about drugs and thug life. But he also showed us that thugs can cry. And so um, of all the songs on this list, I think this song will stand the test of time forever. Um, You got lyrics like, and even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. And I finally understand for a woman, it ain't easy to raise a man. That's goosebumps, bro. Goosebumps. He he highlights the trials and... the trials and tribulations of his mother. He <clears throat> praises her. He thanks her. It's one of the realest songs of hip hop. The emotion is raw. The lyrics are unmatched. And without a Fini Shakur, there would be no Tupac Shakur. So gotta, gotta give this song his roses for sure. Yeah, gotta give it to Tupac. You know, there's a lot of controversy
1: surrounding uh Tupac. It's about um just his image. Like, yeah. in the hip-hop world, you know, a lot of people, i fast talked to a lot of people, a lot of people was just like, um, uh, he was just all show, once he got in the limelight, he just kind of switched his perspective, he thought he was a thug, you know, just yeah. different things like that. But one thing you can't take away from that dude is it just his music. Whether he was or wasn't or anything, like, his music definitely provided, like, a crazy yeah. impact. And that was like, their mama was like, the big, you know, now I'm not kind of think about it. Like before, Dear Mama, like was hip hop even talking about like, hey, like I'm trying to empower, you know, these black women or just women in general.
0: I don't know. I I I honestly feel like Tupac's one of, if if not the first, one of the first mainstream artists to get recognition for that.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, because I mean, if you think about Wish the Tide.
0: Exactly. If you think about it, the 80s was all about 80s rap was all about like don't do drugs. And then 90s rap was all about do drugs or, or sell drugs. And then and then it went to doing drugs. But uh yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You I, I just feel like you can't have a list without Tupac. You can't have a list without
1: Tupac. crazy
0: because my list
1: has no Tupac. <laughs> Damn. Come on, man. Why you gotta do it like that? Okay, why you gotta hey. why you gotta why you gotta put me on like that.
0: And you know, going back to what you said earlier, it's crazy how like you said, you can't take away that man's um his lyricism, you can't take away his his way with words, his poetry, his outlook on life, all that stuff. But yeah, man, he gets a lot of a lot of, you know, judgment based off of his image. And, you know, a lot of people compare him to six nine. I ain't saying I am, but you know. What? Who, you know, who comparing him to 6 9 What? His image, his image, you know, like, Six oh, nine's a, okay. you know, fake gangster. so they, they're saying the same thing about Pac, you know, but that type of stuff sells. I mean, whether he was actually about that life or not, that type of stuff sells.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he meant it. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the music that he did produce was, like, stuff that he experienced. Like, he grew up in that kind of era, you know, like, going to, let's just Compare him to like Kendrick. Like Kendrick isn't really like a thug, but no. he was raised within that environment, so he can speak on it because he's seen it. He done seen it firsthand. He done had family members, friends, this, that, another. Even though he didn't kind of go through it, he had. You know, he he's been around. It, so
0: absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I
1: agree. Yeah, it'd be like that. You know, people just you know people just kind of dethrone people
0: people love hate that's all it is <laughs> I, I ain't, I, you ain't never gonna catch me on record saying anything bad about tupac i saw how they did lil Zan. i ain't no nah, not me bro <laughs> <laughs> ah that's
1: crazy um you know i think um whatever i mean, i was gonna say uh joy badass uh, said he was gonna out wrap Tupac or something like that. I think he said some shit like that. Yeah, a lot of like people,
0: that. a lot of artists say it, but I think it's a it's a competition thing. It's not like a um I'm better than you. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just I could show yeah. I can hang with you. I could I, I can hang with one of the greatest artists of, of the of hip hop. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I'm gonna ahead and go get my number 4 and ironically my number four spot is a Kendrick Lamar song. You know, it's crazy because when I think of a top five um, songs that I would kind of introduce someone that isn't a hip-hop lover or connoisseur or whatever, I always think about Kendrick, always. And the reason, uh, the song that I got is All Right from his, uh, yeah, from... To Pimple Butterfly, one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time, you know. <laughs> um, but the reason why I kind of chose this was because going back to um Tupac, you know, it it was very relatable. Like it really brought that old school flow of like a Compton or a Cali kid that grew around that kind of environment that rose up in that kind of, you know, negative space and stuff like that, and still having a positive outlook on it. You know, we're saying, you know, we're going to be all right. You know, we done yeah. face like, hey, I got brothers that died. I had uh, 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 cousins and friends that died from this. You know what I mean? I've been to jail, this, that, and the third. But hey, at the end of the day, we're going to be all right. We're going to live this- another day. And another reason, another reason, big reason why I choose Kendrick Lamar is his one of the best productions that an artist has like it's just so hypnical first of all it's just it's fused with jazz it's fused with gangster it's fused with uh metaphors it's just it's like when I listen to uh Kendrick any Kendrick song at that um it's just like it takes me off to like a different dimension and just you know, I feel like if someone that doesn't listen to hip hop, if I play them, you know, all right, or any song off of, you know, the pen Butterfly, they will be like, wow, like this is artistic. Like this yeah. is like this is defined and so profound and stuff like that. So, um, that's why I choose Mr. Kendrick Lamar, all right.
0: So um when it, I agree, bro. When I think when, when Kendrick first came out and the first song I remembered from him was Bitch Don't Kill My Lob. It was so different from what I was used to at the time and I was like, this guy's lyrical, he's got something different and I just knew he was going to be something great and he is and, and, and in my opinion Kendrick is the closest thing to this generation's Tupac, but another hot yeah. take, but it's crazy that mm-hmm you say that's your number two, because I know you're supposed to go next with your number one, but my number one was Kendrick Lamar's All Right. There we go. (laughs) You can't, you can't, you can't, bro. You can't not include Kendrick, like you said. Um, He liked, like Pac. He raps about the struggles, the good and the bad. He empowers black people. He empowers women. He empowers black women. And um, as we, as we know with All Right, It came during the early stages of the Black Lives Matter movement, following the death of Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, among many, many more. So Black people were hurting as a whole, bro. They were taken to social media. They were taken to the streets. And this song came at such a perfect time. It came at a time when people needed hope. came at a time when it was like bringing awareness to the disproportionate rate of police brutality against Black people and questioning racial equality. So... Like Kendrick said, we're going to be all right. We've been through this before. So, hey, man, that's a great gig.
1: Yeah, that has to be... um, I'm going to say this. You know what I mean? It it, it might not be true. This might offend some people, but the Pimple Butterfly has to be the greatest rap album in the last, let's just say, 10 years. I'm going to say that. (laughs) I was going to put that out there you know what I mean the greatest
0: um, yeah the greatest. I agree with you on that
1: it's just such a such a, such a good album like he I don't know how long it took him to make that album and you know I don't know if he made it album before all of the um you know that kind of uh you know that movement with the Black Lives Matter and stuff was going on or right. maybe he made some songs and then kind of made some songs after it and stuff like that. But it was just a great album. That that has to go down as one of the greatest albums of all time. It, now, and it's like every song off there is just
0: A plus. Yeah, yeah. Every song is... Yeah. Ooh, uh, man, just thinking about it, bro. Thinking like songs like You and I and... Yeah, that's... Whew. Black and the Berry. Yes. Andy. Now, was this the album that lost to <laughs> Malcolm Moore or was that Good Kid, Mad City? I can't, I, I can't remember, dog. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know,
1: yep. I remember he lost to that that
0: thrift shopper. <laughs> I and you know what's crazy, bro? Dude. What's crazy? Malcolm Moore gets so much hate. But, you know, I actually like Malcolm Moore. He does talk about, you know, stuff like this as well. But yeah, he's just so... He's associated with thrift shop, bro. You can't... <laughs> I know, I know. I
1: just can't get it out
0: of my head, man. i Can't. I think. I think if Macklemore would have, can't got big off of one of his songs where he talks about real shit like black lives and and uh, the gay community and stuff like that. I think people would take him more serious. But man, he just came into the Ooh. game as a as a comedy rapper, bro. Yeah,
1: a, a novelty. But you know, I I I wonder if. He looks at, you know, winning that uh Grammy or whatever it was. Like I wonder if he like looks at that and be like, you know what, I don't deserve it. But I like I really wonder that. Like, like, you know, yeah. like I don't deserve that. But then again, being like, yeah, I deserve it. You know, I worked hard on his album just as much as he worked hard on his album. So of course I deserve it. But
0: and you you know when that happened too, he did apologize to Kendrick. He said Kendrick should have won. And I don't know if he was mm. saying that, saying that because it was true or just saying that because he was getting so much backlash and he wanted to appease the people. Either way, man, it, it's yeah. yeah I, I mean think.
1: Mac Macl he seems he seems, you know, I don't really know his character. I don't know him personally, but he seems pretty genuine. So I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm pretty sure if he did say something, something, like that, you know, I'm pretty sure he listened to that album and was like, you know, I'm pretty sure he's a, a man of music as well. And he knows when something is better than the others. So.
0: Yeah, I mean and, and that's not that's not taking anything away from Macklemore, but Kendrick should have won. And uh before you get to your number one, I did want to end my number one with this and why and, and the main reason why I chose All Right by Kendrick Lamar. So um hip hop has always been connected with this black music ancestry, rock and roll, jazz, disco, it's all black culture. And like you say, Kendrick blends a lot of these genres together in his music now, and um Hip-hop was also, of course, born in marginalized communities, Black and Latino. Rappers have been criticizing law enforcement and police brutality since the birth of hip-hop. So you have N.W.A.'s Fuck the Police, Donald Glover's This Is America, and Kendrick Lamar's All Right. And I think this defines hip-hop the most, in my opinion, and is why I went with number one, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I like that. I like
1: that. Um, actually, one of those songs that you did mention is my number one, you know, uh, it which is Fuck the Police, N.W.A. That's the that's it. That's it. You know, that's my number one. Um
0: It defines hip hop, really, bro. It defines hip hop. And the big
1: reason why I chose that was, you know, before N.W.A., like I, you know, I might be wrong, but for them, it was, you know, run dmc you know i'm gonna say that you know yeah yeah. so run dmc was doing the thing but it wasn't really like a rebellion or talking real i think run dmc when they were making music it was more like a disco right it was kind of like more of like yeah i would say more more rock more disco it was still rap but you know so when nwa came out and you know released that just legendary track it really just that's that's the point in my book what shifted the tide of hip hop like the ultimate shift like hey we're going through some sh- you know we're going through some shit right now in our community right. you know i'm in a game we're selling drugs we're getting persecuted by the police you know the government hates us you know it was just it was it was just a whole lot of real life stuff that was talking it was like it was like um, an activist, you know, but with a melody. It was, you yeah. know, it, it was
0: perfect. It was perfect. And, it was perfect. And at that point, at that point, you didn't hear nothing like that. No one ever going after, after the police like they did, bro. Yep,
1: nothing. And that was the, the, and that's another thing, too. Like, that was the one thing that made people into, you know, the gangster rapper that we have today. Like, you know, Lil Baby, Young Thug, Future. You know Gucci Man, You know what I mean? Like that's what started it. You know what I mean? Like not only were they talking about, um, you know, the rebellion that they were doing against the police, but they were just talking about the activities that they were doing. You know, whether you know people like it or not, it was it was real life. Like people do this. Like in order for us to survive, we have to do this, 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 that, and the third. Right. Um, that's what really popularized it and stuff like that. So, and then it really scared a lot of people too. Like a lot of people were scared
0: <laughs> of <Yeah>. black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? bro hip hop got hip hop was so early at that point, defended. and it got it it got such a bad rep because of because of it. I think, but in the I think it needed yeah. to happen. Yeah, I
1: think so too. You know, that's really started it. You know, just a lot of genres and. Even though we got a bad rep, you know, and it's crazy because hip-hop has a bad rep now still. Like, hip-hop always is going to have a bad rep to a lot of people, you know. And we know why. Um, why. Even though, you know, yeah, we know why, you know. You know, ignorance, you know, but it is what it is. Um, But, you know, that's why majority of my list is, like, super, super diverse. Like, I got Mac Miller and Jay Cole and... Kanye, you know, it's diverse because, again, hip-hop is diverse to a lot of people, you know, non-listeners, when they come into hip-hop, they just look at, like, okay, you know, hip-hop just takes you know, it's just a whole bunch of people talking about drugs, but it's yeah. just way more
0: than that, so much yeah. more. The, I, I would say hard. the biggest stereotype of hip-hop, bitches, drugs, street life.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's and more it's than just, that. Is more that's that's just what sales, that's just what sales. You know that that's just what people want to listen to because it's just it's fun. You know what I mean? It, it, it's fun to imagine being in that kind of
0: lifestyle. It's, it's cool. You know what yeah. I mean? but Yeah, man. that's what it is. Hey man, I applaud you on your list for sure. It is diverse. You got some. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a Mac Miller from you. That I, that's a nice one.
1: Mac Miller, go hard. You know I have one more. This is um my honorable mention. This is my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, I feel like this, this artist is also a pioneer in his own lane. He kind of really on the NWO, uh, NWA flow of just kind of really shoving himself outside of the mainstream hip hop and kind of making his own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, with of course his friends, but this one is gonna be 911 slash Mr. Lonely by Tyler the Creator. Okay. Okay. That that album, that album, really that song was very um, it resonated with a lot of people because you know, a lot of people uh fight with depression and anxiety and you know, different things like that. And I feel like Tyler the Creator has like a, a style to him that is only relatable to a certain genre of people. Not a lot of people can listen to Tyler Crater, you know what I mean? But it's right. just like this, this, he has like a cult, like a cult following that just, just loves him. And I feel like that, you know, that really made people branch out even to like emo hip hop, you know what I mean? Like it made right. people like less afraid. Like, okay, people gonna judge me when they see Tyler saying, fuck what y'all saying like i'm gonna be me to the fullest extent and then people look at that and be like well fuck it i'm gonna be me to
0: the fullest extent too and they do they think so i'm gonna have to go ahead and put that as my honorable mention i respect that um yes i agree tyler is uh not the normal type of rapper that you would think of and that's why i think he is so successful he does what he does because he's being himself and like you said, not a whole lot of people might not be able to relate, but those that can, it's like a cult. And I, I, I got to give Tyler his roses. I think he just came out with a song, too, today.
1: Yep. He got the album coming out pretty soon. Um He does have an album. And I heard the song. I wasn't the biggest fan, but I have high
0: hopes for the album. Man, his his growth from what he started as, it's just been like that, just straight up, bro, on a, on an incline.
1: Tyler, he's 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 good. He he definitely has a good ear. He got a good ear for good music. You can tell.
0: You, and you know, um, you did bring Mac on your list. Tyler and Mac were close and uh Tyler produced a lot of Mac Miller songs. I didn't know that. If you um watching movies with the sound off, go listen to that if you haven't already. I'm sure you have, I'm sure you've heard of it at least. And um at least three or four tracks on there is is has Tyler's influence. And you could definitely tell uh, which tracks those are.
1: I never knew that. I never freaking knew that. I didn't. You know, it's crazy. I didn't even know that Mac Miller and Tyler Carter were like friends. Like, I didn't knew they were. That I never knew that.
0: Yeah, Tyler produces. Uh, you know, like so people, people are taken back when they hear like rappers who are not only rapping but they're also producing. And to give an example, Soldier Boy. He produced Nicki Minaj's songs. He produced some of Lil Wayne's songs. And you was like, Soldier Boy, really. Same with Tyler. Tyler wow. produced some of Mac's songs. I'm sure there's some other artists that he produced. You just never know what's going on behind the scenes and, and, and until you dig into it, or until they allow you into you know what's going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, my biggest. Like, one of my biggest um, aspirations and dreams is to just be in the studio with, you know, a lot of the artists that I, you know, love. Because I'm just, I'm positive. There's just so much just, like, craziness going on in that studio behind the scenes. Like, like oh, crap. Like, just like, oh, like, Jay-Z, like, what's he doing here? Like, oh, he's he's producing the track. I'm just like, what? <laughs> You know what I mean? I, Pharrell. I, I'm just, I can, I can only, it, bro, Pharrell. <laughs> one of the greatest, he has produced like so many yeah. people's songs. I'm pretty sure
0: he produced all right. What? I'm no pretty way. sure. I'm pretty sure. I was When I was no. doing my research, I saw his name of, of quite a few times. I think he produced the instrumental.
1: That's yeah, It's crazy because he, um, I was watching the interview with Pharrell and he said that he started off with producing. Like that's what he originally, like he came into the game producing and then someone was like, you should, you know, make some songs and stuff like that. And that's when he got into like
0: actually making music, but he's originally a producer. So it makes sense. You know, what's crazy is I didn't know he made songs. I thought he just produced them. No, <laughs> well, he meant what you know what? Nah, oh, I know he too. had that he had that song Happy, right?
1: Yeah, he is happy. He, he, um,
0: you, you know, the, the band Nerd,
1: the N E R D Nerd. Nerd? Uh-uh. Oh, yes you should listen yes, yes, them. Yes, yes, he, yes. yep, yep, he, he makes music, he makes music. He, he makes music, man. He has like a little uh, group, like a little group that he has called Nerd that he makes music with. I think he produced some songs by himself. Yeah. He made songs with Jay-Z and Snoop. Snoop Dogg. Yep. You know what I mean? So he's, he's made some
0: songs. Man. He's a killer. He's, he's a killer. <laughs> That's crazy. But he hey, man, a killer. before we get up out of here, dog, I just want to say thank you for coming onto the show and for giving your insight into hip hop. You're very knowledgeable and um, keep doing your thing, keep thriving and, you know, I hope to see you at the top one day, bro. Hey, I'ma see you there, bro. I'ma see you, I'm telling you, man, I I don't know. I I may
1: be speaking gibberish, you know what I mean? I I may be, but, or I might be a prophet, you know, I don't know, but I feel like, you know, one day we're going to be in the studio, you know, not making music or what, whatever. We're just going to be in the studio somewhere. You know what I mean? Just listening to somebody, me listening to you, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know, but... Manifest yeah, it, bro. Speak
0: it into existence.
1: Yeah. And I, I can't wait to, you know what I mean, we'll definitely talk about it uh, off the air, you know, because I definitely uh, want to hear what you have in mind of. You
0: know what you want to do with Discovery Cafe? You know I'm I'm happy to have you. You know I'm glad that you have. oh I apologize. Me. Me? I didn't hear. I was gonna say I apologize. I didn't hear the last thirty seconds. <laughs> it, it my I don't know my <laughs> internet. My internet wasn't stable. <laughs> no, I was, like I, was gonna, I was just saying that you know. I,
1: I was. Um, I'm happy to have you on Discovery Cap, uh, uh, Discovery Cafe. So you know, whatever you
0: want. anytime, bro. Absolutely. There. I love working with other people. So anytime, I'm down. I love it, and I, like I said, I am definitely happily and grateful that you have me. So I appreciate it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another motherfucking podcast. I'm your host, Saved by Paris. Another my... motherfucking podcast. <laughs> And my special guest, Chris from the Discovery Cafe. Definitely check him out. And uh, until next time, we out.